0: during the cocktail hour while guests are just mingling and having a good time don't forget about dinner music that's very important to set the mood while guests eat and we definitely can't forget the party let's get the party started right now with the dna project project.ca for more information
1: yeah let's welcome everyone to another episode of the dna airwaves i am your host one of your hosts sorry doriki I'm here with my partner in crime, Anthony Lewis. Anthony, how you doing? I'm good. I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm, uh, I'm okay, man. I can't complain. Grateful to be alive and grateful to be joined by, uh, you know, an acclaimed songwriter, musician, and producer. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alan Sh- Shiner. Yeah. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. That's okay. Great
0: doctor, Alan
1: Shiner. Doctor <laughs> yeah. Shiner, I'm sorry. You've been
2: reading about yeah. me, I see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well. Thank you so much. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great. How are you? I can't complain. I can't complain. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing well, doing well.
0: So, I guess I'll start off with a little bit of our background, which is going to be pretty short. So, when, when did we meet? We met about a month, we'll say about within the last two months. Um, I think yeah. I was at Shangri-La coming in as you were exiting. That's right. And we had a really quick conversation, and introduction, and in that, let's say, five minute conversation, I was like, huh, what an interesting gentleman. And from there, I just asked you, hey, well, I think we should do a podcast. I don't know if anyone's ever approached you that way and just said, <laughs> hey, man, you seem interesting. Let's do a podcast, but um, yeah, here we well, are. Yeah.
2: Well, I do appreciate that. And yes, it has happened. I mm. generally don't agree to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done radio interviews and TV things, and they've done special uh, sort of uh, documentaries on me. Right. Uh, for radio and TV, in Canada and yeah. the States. Um, yeah, I guess I guess it's happened. Um, and very, I guess all the main newspapers have written stories. It seems to recycle the idea that I'm a dual uh, personality. Apparently, interesting. it's interesting to people. They discover that every few years. And I'm a new commodity. Here I am again. So here you are again. You know, I but uh, you know, I, I don't. That. I don't like being totally in the spotlight, but I appreciate. You know, there was something that struck me about you in that few minutes also. That I thought, well, th- these guys are smart. I I want to do this. Hmm. Yeah. Thank Interesting. You.
0: Well, hashtag. He said yes. <laughs> <I'm just joking>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tricked him again. Tricked him
2: again. Got him. We got nothing to say here. Just yeah. Well, you, did, you don't know days. that I actually stuck around. I didn't really leave. I listened to you play
0: oh he tricked me oh, he yeah
2: well i was there for about an hour after that a full hour wow i didn't i didn't i wasn't honestly hearing every note you all tunes yeah and you guys are great You well, know, i was i, appreciate I that. ended up having a meeting unexpectedly with management okay. there and i just as i was wow. staying i was listening to so you know it was good music gotcha well that's uh i appreciate that that's
0: uh that's a yeah. good compliment coming from it A guy with your experience so yeah thank you well you fooled me you really did i thought i saw you leave. i thought i saw you exit the building
2: i i i did and then i decided i remembered something (laughs) i never left anyway so yeah
0: yeah okay well there's the story of our uh our relationship thus far. <laughs> that's it, One nice meeting. R- Nice
2: knowing you guys. I'm at a- <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, mic drop. So you heard me so, play. I, didn't have,
0: I haven't had a chance to hear you play in, in person yet, so I'll look forward to that. Um, I, don't yeah,
3: I talk-
2: I'm at a piano here. Ooh. Yeah. Right I, on cue. I, well, I, am, I am on a piano. Because yeah, yeah. I figured you can not ask me. I love that. anyway That's yeah we'll, we'll, we'll get back to
0: that screw yeah. talking let's do this <laughs> yeah just
1: play for <laughs>
0: let's play name that tune or something yeah. no so go ahead um, stump in, the band you know <laughs> right right in our uh i guess google deep diving thank you google for all the information that you provide to us yeah, um okay. we've come up with some really cool things i don't even know where to start but driki what's your favorite jingle if you're just to, like
1: sing one right now oh jades when I looked at the list of jingles, and we should probably break down some of the like iconic jingles that you've done. There was Pizza Pizza, correct? 9, 6, seven, 11, 11. I guess I'm allowed to do it. <laughs> that one might be the, the most iconic. Maybe not so much, actually, now that I think about it. Um, really? Everyone Loves Marine Land, to me, was probably the biggest mm. one as a child
2: falls <laughs>
3: Yeah, wow.
1: I made that one up. And you did actually before
2: that. That was the version I did.
0: Oh, wow. oh, that's the one. That's that's the one that stuck. Wow. You said what, African Lion
1: Safari? African lion safari, that's also you? Well, yeah, you, you do want me to play these? I guess since you I'm already here. No, no, I no, no, it just it, want the it. world to know your greatest.
2: African lion safari. Um, that one. Yeah. Oh, and
1: man. then this one I think most middle-aged people like myself know the most now is Sleep Country Canada. <laughs> uh, oh,
2: I, I have to say they're, they're doing a terrible botched version of it with some operatic kind of thing on the radio. Mm, no, I hate that. But yeah. if you listen very closely... There's this little thing underneath the hook at the end that they're still using. Um, so um, the the thing, the one I did, which is, don't come back to it. Why buy your mattress anywhere else? Yeah, yeah. And it's always yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know that's what's it. funny? I wrote it in a key of C, that's C. But they'll, yeah. they'll just, they'll do something like, sharp or flat, not related okay. at all. And all of a sudden they'll, Add had that tag on at the end. No, you know, and it sounds weird. Anyway, uh, yeah, Sunwing.ca, yeah, yeah. I right. um, I did that and I do a lot of updates. And that kind of bothers me, too, because there's they're sticking some other song in the middle of it now just says uh, oh. that. Like, so what happens with jingles and advertising in general is seasons. Right. Mm-hmm. So they they come out every couple of months with a whole new ad campaign. Yeah. Right. But it doesn't always there there may be somebody in an office somewhere doesn't understand phrasing, notation theory and how to correlate music to words. I don't mean lyrics and music. I mean, the copy that that an announcer is saying and things don't always work. But that that one is um, 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 the original. You want to hear the original Sunway? Of course. Yeah, I, do I've yeah. done more in jingles, by the way. I think, you know, <laughs> we'll start with we'll start with jingle. Yeah, let's do it. Um, um, well, OK, I I I seldom sing on these things, set backup stuff. I hire real singers, but, yeah, but really I'll come much. up with I'll come up with the uh, singing. Um, this went relax, have some holiday fun. At Sunwing, we know that you're number one, so get away with Sunwing today. Sunwing.ca, to Sunwing to you know, wow. so now they're doing it in yeah. the key of A now. Sunwing.ca, oh. now, while well, yeah, we changed yeah. it, Sunwing.ca, yeah. wow. that's how we're doing it now. But, oh. but um, would you like to hear why I did that one?
1: Um, yeah, I want to hear why you did all of them, but yeah, it's specifically <laughs> well, this, Sunwing.
2: That one, yeah. I was on a vacation with my lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were called Red Seal Vacations. It was 2004. Yeah. Uh, okay, They were just a small little company. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know anything about what's Red Seal, what's Sunwing. I never heard of it, actually. I just got it out of a brochure and booked it through yeah. a travel agent. Fair enough. There were some problems on the, uh, the trip, which okay. they try to fix up right there at place in mexico this resort mm-hmm. okay. but it was four days of complaining until they finally so so half of the week was ruined right oh, yeah i i contacted the company and they sent me one of those you know vouchers for a hundred dollars yeah here's yeah, a yeah, credit on a future trip that you never really want to do because you don't want to deal with them anymore right? exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know why they think that they give you something <laughs> for free, you're going to want it at all yeah. but anyway oh, man. i um I put it in a box along with a bunch of stuff because I was moving houses. Six yeah, months yeah. later, I'm unpacking the box. I find that I find that voucher, and it got my back So I called them again. I said, "Oh well, Mister So and So deals with this, Vice President of Marketing." And I, I said, "No, he's the guy who signed the voucher. I don't want to talk with him. I want to talk with the president of the, right. of the airline." Oh. Wow. Oh, he never deals. He he doesn't do that, sir. Well he, so, <laughs> 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 well, he does now. So, yeah. So, it, so a man calls me up like an hour later, and he's the president of Sunwing Airlines. Wow. And uh, we just got to talking for a couple of minutes, and I said, you know, I really appreciate you calling. You're in, you're in a similar business, the other side of, what I guess you call a luxury type of business. To, um, it's a service business because travel. Mm-hmm. And food and beverage and playing parties and all that. Yeah. A lot of the music, you know, that I do on a live with my own band yeah, is corporate right. and private parties. It right. can right. be yeah. club stuff too, but, you know, so I said, we do something similar. We're just kind of catering to people and trying to make them all feel special and important. He says, well, what do you do? And I told him. Wow. And I said, and I write jingles too. He says, what? Really? Well, we just fired Cosette Advertising this morning after two years. They they wow. can't come up with something, and we're on the air in three weeks. We we bought all this ad team time, thousand dollars yes. worth of airtime. Wow! Can you make up something for me? And I said, sure. He says, but we need it in forty eight hours. Can you present it at our office? This is a Wednesday afternoon. So, wow. Can you be here at noon in our office at Burnham Thorpe and, uh, you know, somewhere four twenty seven. Right, uh, yeah. at noon and present this so so i put this thing together wow and presented it and and they bought it it came out of a oh but i left <laughs> out a little point on the phone okay. that first phone is um well i really like it to be something like marine land or okay. um Sleep Country Canada, and I laughed. And he says, why are you laughing? He said, because I wrote both of those. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, so I did that, and he sent me a $1,500 voucher by registered mail for my girlfriend and I to go anywhere they fly. And we went to London, England, and I got all their Sunwing commercials and Signature commercials and Rio Palace and Vacations Express in the States. So I've done a lot of business with them because of my complaining.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, oh, look where complaining complain. gets you, folks. All you oh, got to do man. is complain, a, and you might be able to network title. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's right.
2: Some, You know, the old saying goes, I guess my mother would say, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? Right, yeah. yeah. that's very, very <laughs> simple. That's such a good point. I guess I better
1: powerful. ask my question then so I can get the answer. What made uh, <laughs> you start in yeah, – um, Jingles I wrote and linens
2: and I wrote linens and things when I was buying towels, by the way. So, and the and the owner of linens and things chain was in the store, and I, I let him know I wrote jingles too. So, well, you know, I just... guess just by networking, as you just said. Sorry hey, to cut no, you off.
1: No, it's okay. What made you want to start the Toy House Media Creations company in the first place? Um,
2: well, <laughs> I don't know. Um, that happened when I was seventeen years old, and I was doing a lot of. Session work already. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I approached, So that was way before Toy House. Toy House Media Creations kind of came around 2003. Oh, okay. okay. But many years before that, I was knocking on doors of people in the ad business who were writing jingles, saying, "Can you give me their, your overflow just as uh, extra money?" I was right. still in high school. Yeah. Wow. I guess I guess it was just wanting to expand musically and. Make a make some real ash, Kay. You know. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you what thought an you saw you saw that. that as an opportunity at seventeen years old. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what led to 17 that? Seventeen year old. Yeah. What, would what? have the foresight to go. Let me bug mm, the advertising specifically. Companies yeah. To get some music. I guess games. I
2: I, <clears throat> I guess through association, I was already working in some shows and got you on record things, and people were talking about the fact that they were doing session work. who were much older than me Mm. and um uh the pizza pizza being the first thing just came from a guy called ben mcpeak who i'd say was the king of jingles back then i think he's long passed away and i just kept bugging him saying you have something that you can't don't have time for and they had about three Mm. stores at that time okay and i made that up in about 15 minutes it's really a kid's line. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> and they they kept it for about two years as the company grew. They didn't put it on the radio right away, wow. but I think they're still using it on and off for many years. So yeah, yeah, we're all familiar with that
1: one. Yeah, I think yeah, sure. it's it's yeah.
2: a it's a test one that they used in, at the border service. I don't know if you know that. It's in mm-hmm. law books, so people coming from other countries, <laughs> um, often were asked Coming into Ontario per se, yeah. but I think it played beyond Ontario. Hum the pizza. They say, "Yeah, I'm a Canadian citizen." Oh, hum the pizza pizza commercial. Wow. If they didn't know it, they'd say, "Sorry, you That's can't not come in." Denied. Cut yeah. yeah. it's, it's, There are cases actually written in law books about that, but I found wow. that out uh, a couple of years <laughs> ago. I saw the actual cases from a friend who's a lawyer. Wow. But anyway, I'm I'm dominating this. Why don't you? Uh, no, go back to your question. Oh, you're fascinating us. That's yeah, what's happening. We love every nugget and, you've and given it's, us.
1: That's uh, impressive. I was I was trying but, to explain um, to oh, sorry, Ricky. To, what year I was, was the to, first jingle you did?
2: If I tell you that, you're going to realize yeah. how old I am, aren't? <laughs> we're doing some quick math here. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> it's in the in the early
2: 1970s. Okay, okay, okay. Ooh. And before yeah. that,
1: were you um, just performing with um, the Nova Sounds? Started the Nova Sounds
2: as yeah, I guess I guess that was the first band I was performing with. I created my own band with a friend walking to school one day. We felt sorry for ourselves because he played the flute. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Rock bands didn't have a lot of flute except for maybe Jeff tall That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. That. Um, and I played piano and there were only a couple of bands like, you know, The Doors, The Animals with keyboards in them occasionally yeah right sure i mean yeah there were some amazing keyboard players like yes and all those groups but Mm. so we just said let's make our own band and we started a talent show in high school and won that show but wait let me see what was your question again i don't know if i actually answered it
1: when uh after you got your first jingle were you doing jingles while like you got your first jingle while you were playing for the Nova, with the Nova sounds or creating that band?
2: Yeah. 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 But I was time. also, um, I auditioned for Billy Preston and his band. Mm. Um, yeah. I was doing other things. I, um, RCA or, uh, studios, which is downtown in Toronto around college and young on mutual street. It's not there anymore. Okay. The old CBC yeah. studios were around there too. Right. Hmm. They were holding editions all around North America. He toured with other three other keyboard players. I actually made the cut when I was like 19 and they wanted me to tour, but I was just going into U- University of Toronto at that time. Right. Wow. Maybe I was already in for a year. Uh, hmm. And um, so I was really just involved in playing as a session player on other people's records. Yeah. Um, wasn't just Nova Sound. Nova Sound was just a live thing, and we called ourselves Quasimodo when we did hmm. high school and um, university dances. The same people, but like chameleons.
3: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We
2: uh, changed our name and <laughs> how we dressed and played a whole different repertoire. I like it. You know, for university dances and stuff. And then when we played somebody's weddings, we were in tuxedos. You know? So Versa- <laughs> Yeah. 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 Played to the market. Um, Versa- so how, yeah. it was. It was basically a whole mixture of things. Our, there were some very good people in the band who went on to quite big fame and fortune, if you will. You know, I, I stayed here in Toronto, but most of the other people kind of took off and went on the road. And wow. my mother would not sign the consent form for Billy Preston's tour, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they came uh. over to uh, at home in Toronto, and they came over with the paperwork, and she saw them, and... She took me in the kitchen, and we had this little house. You're not going. Oh, wow. How bummed were you? So uh, it's not the first time she, she did that. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had been doing acting as a kid and wanted to get into television stuff, uh-huh. and I was in the drama class at the Royal Conservatory of Toronto. Yeah. And that class fed television productions, and mostly it was girls in the class. I was, like, the only guy, so they really wanted me. Wow! <laughs> and she would never agree to that because I had a first cousin, Huh. who failed school who was an actor because of all the rehearsing and, uh, and filming of shows right, so right, she right. said you're not going to be like your cousin so so i really think i wanted to be an actor first oh, interesting,
0: interesting. And,
2: and i was not a good uh, maybe i had a musical ear which i think again she recognized because i i failed the music aptitude test in public school really in the junior high wow they, they told they i they were going to put me in the choir but My mother was always the advocate. I'll talk probably about her in this interview more than me. (laughs) that's okay. (laughs) Anyway, she she probably went to the principal and said, no, you're wrong, my son's musical. So they put me on the trombone in grade seven. Wow. I was taking piano lessons, but I was a lousy student.
0: When did you start piano lessons? Um,
2: When I was eight. Okay. And I had an older sister, 11 years older, who was playing classical and I'd watch her in our little living room practicing and I wanted to, I guess, play like her. Yeah. So she gave me my first lessons, I guess because my parents figured, well, if I was still interested after that, then they'd start spending some money (laughs) on lessons because we didn't really have a lot growing up, like we were the poor ones in the neighborhood. Yeah, okay. So my mother would. So my parents got me piano lessons. I've never lasted more than a few months. Must have gone through seven different teachers. Um, I had a pretty good ear, and I would memorize what they would play at the end of the lesson to come back and play the next week. Um, wow. And let my reading go. I wasn't. I wasn't developing my reading skills, but my ear was good enough that I fooled my music teachers. Up to grade eight level, right? Just oh, by listening. Nice, but during the week in between the lessons, I was sitting with records playing Motown and other stuff, playing along with records that yeah. and the stuff I like to play. I was never practicing, you know. So, my technical skill probably was lagging way far behind. I got that later, okay? Then I went into playing the trombone, that got me back into maybe learning theory and reading, right? Okay, the, the very last teacher. Um, I, a, a lot of the teachers up to a certain point were neighborhood teachers who taught in their basement, you know, as a hobby. But yeah. Then I guess my parents figured they'll get a little serious, more serious with it and send me to a real teacher down on Bloor Street. Okay. Do you know where the Kerner Hall is beside Varsity Stadium
1: yeah. down
2: on um, Bloor off of Avenue Road? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. where the Royal Conservatory used to be in the old building. Okay, okay, so that's where it started. So the end of, well, that's where it ended. Oh, okay, <laughs> I, okay. I, uh, <laughs> end of the story almost. I'm practicing. I'm I'm playing the song, and I had an old teacher. I think her name was Missus McLeod, and she was like with the ruler on the wrist. Kind oh of boy, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think she actually used it, but I was afraid she might. yeah. There, yeah, yeah. She <laughs> caught me, and she caught me in my lies. that I what that I was pretending to read the page because I was making two mistakes, because by that point, the music was getting more complex. complex. And when I was busted, I stood up, ripped my music books in half, (laughs) threw them on the floor, ran out, ran down the stairs, ran down the street. My parents had to chase me in their car to get me. Wow. I said, I'm never playing. said, I'm never playing again. Wow. So I uh, and I don't think I did for a while, except that going into high school, and with trombone, I started doing assemblies and working on shows and stuff. So the musical interest started to come back in. Yeah, you know, so. wow, that's a dramatic. So that's meaning. kind of the big yeah. that that was a bigger. You asked me a question. Are you? not you sorry now? No, no, no. Some
1: extra information. Directors yeah, cut. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Directors cut. I love that's that. That's right. The director's cut. Yeah.
2: yeah. So it it may be a fluke that I'm that I ended up doing music this long in my life because that wasn't how it was looking in the beginning. No, I can't no see
0: that as a fluke. But um, <laughs> So from the jingles, I guess, um, yeah, let's talk about a little bit of what came from there because I think we could talk about jingles all day. It's probably one of the most fascinating things that we've actually discussed here. But what was the progression? So you're playing with the band. Um, you're writing jingles now. And then I was playing live gigs, you're or doing live? And jingles. Okay, so I was so playing on other
2: people's other people's records. OK, Did so you so ever hear of a song called ahead. The Looking Glass, uh, a band called The Looking Glass and a song called Brandy? Yeah. 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 You know, this there's a boat on a western bay and it serves uh, <laughs> That's me. I'm playing Wurlitzer on that record. Oh, nice. Um, oh. That's a U.S. band, but I was playing in a hmm. studio on various people's albums and so I that's part of what I was doing got you I don't know I don't know where the regression came I was just kind of doing a lot of this and a lot of that yeah and I, I I while in school this is university dental school u- university and second year dentistry that's and third year for about a year and a half two years I was a music director on a television national series um a half an That's hour so long, complete. I wow. guess it was, yeah, it was, um, um, music. The host was a composer, musician, a guitar yeah. player, but I led the backup band on camera okay. with a uh, bass. I was playing keyboards. We had a drummer and we backed up. The guests would come on two guests a week and we nice. had a lot of, and comedians and magicians and pantomimists, everybody, you know, a variety. Yeah um the premise of the show was that people would not were were not known yet they were maybe only locally but they had never been on national tv right so our guests included dan Aykroyd, eugene levy martin short gilda radner doug henning the magician dan hill do you know dan hill at all i'm not familiar yeah not myself either well, so th- I was getting a fair number of offers out of that show to go on the road with people, but continuously uh, continued to turn them down because I was already in school. Um, there was one very big offer. I, I, I was working on an offer with somebody called Howard Shore. Mm. Howard Shore was a sax player. He went to Berkeley. He's an arranger, orchestrator, composer. But mm. he played rock and roll sax in a band called Lighthouse back then.
3: Okay.
2: okay. Lighthouse is still around, in maybe it's tenth, you know, configuration. But wow. the original one had a number of hits on the radio. Howard Shore uh, went to New York to do the pilot for Saturday Night Live as a music director. Wow. His friend was Lauren Michaels. Big. Wow,
1: good friend to have. Howard
2: asked me, would I come and play <laughs> the piano and the keyboards on Saturday Night Live? Wow, wow. Um, I was about halfway through second year dance. Now, subbing on that TV show that I was telling you about, my sub was Paul Schaefer. Wow, wow. Paul Schaefer. Um, wow. Paul and I worked on various things. He went to U of T to another college. Interesting. Um, so... Um, I subbed in for him on gigs like live shows like Godspell and things like that. Yeah, wow. um, he subbed on the TV show that I was doing whenever I had to write an exam at the time they were taping. Mind you, the producer of the show often uh, revolved sessions for the actual TV around. Yeah my exams, uh, wow. which was very nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't the star of the show, but uh, it sounds like you were, <laughs> I guess. I, well, no, they were in, inco- they were just very accommodating. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. And, wow. uh, maybe I missed six tapings in a year and a half, oh, but, but sometimes sweet. you would do three in one day. Right. right. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So, uh, okay. you know, but I would start nine in the morning, finish at one, run down to downtown to the faculty of dentistry and write an exam at one thirty. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Things were tight sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But anyway, I said to um, my friend, why don't you call Paul Schaefer to to do the pilot of Saturday Night Live instead? <laughs> so I handed him the gig. Wow. The rest yeah. is history, Duh, right? Yeah. <laughs> history. That's oh, it. He- hindsight can be twenty-twenty. Yeah, yeah. What an incredible You just story. seem to
1: accidentally fall into lifetime-changing opportunities. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty impressive. It's uh, it sounds like a yeah, well, really. mm-hmm. yeah,
2: everything is for a reason. but sure. You know, um, I waited for three months, as I think I said, maybe not that decision, and finally, you know because Howard Short said, take your time, okay. uh, and I did, yeah. <laughs> but time ran out. <laughs> it's now, the same Howard, Howard Shore, Shore has... that did The
1: Lord of the Rings? Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. He, he went on to become a film composer, winner wow. Lord of the Rings. He's written about 100 feature films, Silence of the Lambs, um, huge, yeah. Philadelphia. He's a huge composer, and he writes right out of his head. You know, Just He, he right doesn't it. sit and work it out on a keyboard. Wow, he knows what he's writing, and he puts it right to paper. Long hair, impressive. It. Wow, that's incredible okay. too. Wow, um, you,
1: uh, we've talked about your like you the beginnings of your like musical career, and you're even just like playing piano and trombone early on. And we talked about writing jingles as well. But when did you really get the itch to compose and songwrite? Was it the jingles, or was it before then?
2: Oh, it's definitely before that. Mm. I remember writing songs, and I think I still have them. I'm sitting on a bench with some music from when I was a kid oh, man. that's been sitting in this bench for decades. Wow. <laughs> and one of them was—I was 11 years old. I think. I think the first song I wrote was 11 years old. Wow. But But um, you know, I guess I really remember writing fairly regularly around 16, 17, writing songs. Okay. So the songs definitely were before the jingles. Did you uh,
1: perform yeah. any of those songs that you wrote? Like the early ones?
2: I never really personally perform my own songs, but I've written them for other people. Right. right. Mm. And they perform them.
1: Why did you never want to perform f- songs that you wrote just out of curiosity?
2: It's a good question. <laughs> now you're going to I think I let's call my psychiatrist up right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, room one let around. it all out, yeah. <laughs> Um, I would call her a shrink, but I don't want to. Tell no, <laughs> um, no, she probably couldn't answer this, but I, I will. I, I think I'm shy. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, okay. I think a keyboard is a crutch for me to hide behind. I appreciate that. And for sure. I can sing and play, but I never was like. I, I, I guess I just didn't have the the motivation or desire enough to um you know, be a solo performer That's and known as an act myself. I'd rather be behind the scenes. Yeah. I wanted, I definitely wanted to write and produce for other people. Right. But hmm. I don't think uh, doing the, they wouldn't have succeeded. You just heard me sing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am sure with some practice, oh, like man. the piano, you would have been
1: amazing at that yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. in a
2: band, I can I can actually sing decently when I'm with a band. Okay. <laughs> if you okay. pick the right kind of song. Yeah, right. I, right? I got you. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Harmony is a forte. I coach and produce harmony sessions in the studio a lot, okay. but but I, you know, it's easier to tell somebody else what to sing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I guess that totally makes sense. It's
2: like a football coach, maybe, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. soccer coach. I, they
2: probably all know the game really well, but could they execute it as well as the players themselves? Yeah, 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 yeah. that is a great point.
0: Um, I want to jump back to something that we kind of skipped over a few times, or you've mentioned it. But so you were on this path of music—you're playing professionally, you're recording, writing, and all uh, everything else related to it at that time. But you're also in school for dentistry. So I just want to know what led to that decision. Um, is that a passion that you had wanted mm. to pursue? prior like, how did that dentist? happen are you still a dentist can i book an appointment how's this work okay let me see you smile there and <laughs>
2: oh, <man. laughs> i think you No, i i kind of i sussed, sussed you out in that five minutes i think you floss don't you <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh,
0: i feel so exposed first of all well, you checked so out my teeth you said goodbye. And you stayed. I,
2: I, I, did, I did not. I did oh, I'm not. Just I just, I, you know, all I saw was a bunch of good-looking, tall guys walking. Yeah, there yeah, um, are. <laughs> hey, by the way, how tall are you? Can I ask you a personal question? <laughs> six foot. You're six feet. Oh, yeah. well, you seem taller. Oh, really? Uh, because I'm six two, but I was looking up to you. Were you. so did i want to be a dentist absolutely not
1: (laughs) no okay okay i was really curious why why did you pursue it so passionately because you turned down gigs to continue your pursuit of becoming a dentist was that all for mom
2: no i didn't uh, why did i pursue dentistry just because uh i guess i was following the crowd i ran Mm. out of years of high school i applied to university didn't know what i wanted to do I just tried different aptitude tests. I was accepted into medicine. Mm. I figured, well, that would be too much dedication. I was already doing music, I, you know, dentistry. And, well, I went into science because yeah. then I could just kind of like stall my decision. But then I ran out of uh. years of science. <laughs> there were no more years of science. I got my degree in that, and I just kept applying to different things, getting accepted to different things, and wanted to stay in Toronto because of gigs and stuff. I Probably could have gone to dentistry a few years before I did, right. but I would have been out of town. Gotcha. So yeah, what? It, I was afraid of dentists. I sort of <laughs> like piano teachers. I probably went through the same number of dentists. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think I saw a needle approaching my mouth when I was a kid, and I ran out of the chair. And again, my parents had to chase me down the street. Of course, yeah. So, wow. so that's not the. I I had a fear of. All that kind of stuff. I, so it's the weirdest thing that I would become one, but yeah, maybe that's how it helped me get over things.
1: Uh, how long did you? Well, be, how long did you stay a dentist, or do you still practice? Do you practice? I'm dentistry? technically
2: a dentist by license still, but I practice about 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. And oh, at, wow. uh, if you know, an assumption just to clear this up, I'll, I'll, um, I'll predict a question here if you don't mind. Sure. Like, maybe you're not thinking that, but the majority of people do feel that I went, I I left dentistry for music because my passion is music. Um, that's not how it happened. I had two car accidents in my last year of dentistry. Wow. Uh, within six months of one another, and I was away from my practice a lot and couldn't turn my head. I lost about ninety percent of my mobility. Wow. Right. Needed therapy to get sixty percent of it back. Still can't probably turn my head. Thanks. fully after all these years oh, and it was doctor's orders orthopedic specialists that sell your practice sort of like a distress sale and that's oh, why no. i sold the dent but because i was fine with doing both at the same time i would run from the office run yeah. to a studio yeah my office was near yorkville and there were a lot of studios there okay. and i was an in-house music director so i could juggle most things and uh shut off one light turn on the other Ready and it go. felt fine, and they were they were fairly compatible when they were working together nicely.
1: But so, if you had well. to pick one for the rest, would it have been music? Like, because it seems that you just kind of do both, just because you're kind of just go with the <laughs> flow kind of guy. But great, if yeah. they took one away from you, would you would would you have stuck with dentist or would you have probably given up dentist? Nobody's ever asked me that question. That's a good Ooh. one,
2: Ooh. huh? <laughs> That would be a hard one because I, I don't know if I could make a choice. Fair enough. Unless it, well, I was forced into the choice, like I was. Like, even in first year dentistry, I was torn midway through and I had a bit of a crisis psychologically and dropped out of dentistry for a few months. I went to the dean, and I don't, I'll admit this to the world now, but, you know, um, I kind of kept this quiet a lot of my life. I um, was torn. I was in conflict mm-hmm. had I made the right decision because because I did love music and maybe I should have been doing those other th- pursuits musically. But I followed, I guess, my heritage. You know, there's a little bit of my heritage that says you, you should be a professional. You know, So okay. that's kind of following the crowd and going into medicine, yeah. law, accounting. Mm. You know, but was that really me? So I had doubts and I was fairly depressed over my decision and i told the dean of dentistry one day i just walked into his office he's mm-hmm. having a bit of a breakdown there and he says oh take wow. he brought all the professors in and said you know you're you're all doing well you, you, you know they all said you're doing well in our course go take off a couple of weeks and come back and relax don't worry alan you know wow. you're gonna make it but that was january i didn't go back till april then they wow. changed their tune a bit and said you're probably not going to make it you might as well drop out of school you missed too much now right. but i did i at the 11th hour it kind of all clicked and i wrote the exams and i kept going and i decided from that point i'm going to keep going with both things in my life wow and i did and That's uh so you know, very again well it was just because i just couldn't decide i don't know if it's impressive but <laughs> yes it is yep decisive <laughs> <Impressively society>, indecisive <laughs> yeah society did not uh, society frowned upon a person like me for a long time the one that hmm. you're, the generation you're in we all do a lot of different things and jobs True. now make mm, a yeah. work but it was a no no back then um, I was getting harassed by my professors when they found. Eventually, found out I was doing music and saw the TV show right. I was on. They happened to watch it, or they saw me playing a gal on a Friday night, uh, yeah. Saturday night, and they were de- they were invited to. On Monday, they would call me in their office and say, "You're moonlighting. We're going to give you extra work. Here, wow. there's an 11 year old girl with cranial dysostosis. Fix her. You know, for three months on top of the 35 hours of classes. We oh, want wow. you to do that too." So they wow. were trying to, you know put extra stress on me just to prove that I should be a dentist right. after they had accepted me into the course. So um, I stuck with it just because I really could never decide which one I preferred.
1: Wow. Hey, that's an honest it. answer. I appreciate the you honesty. Did it and you, you okay. excelled
2: at both. Oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Amazing.
1: So I um had a question about just the, your career has just been accidentally amazing. <laughs> and uh, I'm really hmm. fascinated by just not only... Beyond the jingle stuff, but you've worked with some actually celebrated pop stars and artists um, of this Mm -hmm. generation. And you've worked in like almost every musical or city that's known for music in North America, like Toronto, New York, Nashville, Miami, Mm -hmm. Los Angeles. The only one I think you probably haven't worked in, maybe you have, it's just not listed. And it's kind of bubbled in the last decade or so is Atlanta. uh, Uh,
2: You're right. I haven't been
1: to Atlanta. Um, but I've
2: worked with people from there.
1: What okay. is what was okay. your experience like in Nashville? Because I I've, I'm kind of familiar with Toronto, and I'm assuming New York is awesome, but I don't really know much about the Nashville music scene, and was wondering, do you have a favorite area where you like you you enjoy doing music the most, or Toronto's home, so that one probably wins.
2: Well, like to to put it in, you know. To be really honest, I guess I was only in Nashville for three days <laughs> and oh, it was with Faith Hill. Uh, okay. okay. Wow. Okay. And I basically uh, <laughs> went from, uh, you know, an airport to a hotel, to a studio, back to an airport. Oh. So quick turn I didn't really, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'm, I don't know if I could give you a proper answer in that one, but Fair enough. it yeah. just seemed like anything else, anywhere else, once you're in a good studio with good people. That's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I've been in Chicago. I've Chicago worked in same. London, England, and mm. Paris.
1: Paris has had a established
2: music Hawaii song, Dominican Republic, and Dominican Republic. And yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, no, you've been everywhere. I mean I I've worked in Barbados yeah. actually. I did oh, a week man.
2: long dedicate a show dedicated to Marvin Gaye when he passed away. Oh wow. wow. Is but, there anywhere you is, haven't
1: been that you want to go still? oh sure um
2: <laughs> lots of places um i don't know if i want to go anywhere these days though i kind of i've been turning <laughs> down things i i maybe i still feel like it's not the safest thing to be traveling with covid but, fair enough fair yeah well, but um
0: respect that yeah
2: yeah but um yeah well we, we were asking something else like is there
1: anything distinctive about some of the other places you've got to kind of work in in the music scene in like in los angeles or new york that kind of stuck out to you that's kind of different than toronto
2: well hmm. uh, sometimes yes <laughs> this could be misconstrued depending on who's listening to it Fair enough. <laughs> the, Everybody that you're working with in Los Angeles and New York are very fast and totally competent on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, from the technical side to the reading ability, to their ears, to their feel, Yeah, um, things move a lot faster and more efficiently. That's right. what I notice. Interesting. I occasionally do have that here but I'm going to get a lot done faster when I'm working with other people outside of Toronto. That's been my personal experience.
1: Interesting. We've got
2: amazing players and musicians here, but unless you've got sort of that group of people that you're working with in Toronto, yeah. Um, on the other hand, that's like doing work when you're hired to do a job, yeah. but time is never a limit. If you're being a mentor and passing on Something that, you know, I, I want to take a lot of time and help teach people and learn from them at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it depends on the situation. In certain contexts, I um, True. I would rather be in a studio that's really well run and professional. Right. Not, yeah. not, not just to do it, you know, you're doing it for the art, but yep. right. there's a business. I think there's a better business side to things when I'm working in Los Angeles. Okay, that's and uh, it helps you be more creative when you're not wasting time and getting frustrated yeah you know? sure so I, that makes perfect sense. sense. I've been on sessions here where you know it could take three hours to get you know eight bars done, but we'll do that in three minutes right <laughs> <of those>. efficiency <laughs> is key yeah well <laughs> at t- at times you know depends on the type of of uh, thing you're doing, yeah yeah sure, sure. that's fair
0: um Speaking of the type of things that we're doing, what are your somebody, are you working on anything currently? Do you have any new projects coming up or like what do you what's keeping you busy musically right now?
2: I'm doing an it's a spin-off series for the Stranger Things. Oh, the, hmm. the Netflix series Stranger Things. Yeah, nice. okay. I'm the okay. I'm the composer for the new series. Amazing. It's a it's a non-disclosure agreement. <laughs> I understand. <Yeah. laughs> um Fair enough. there's been a lot of speculation in the press, probably for two years about a new series coming out of Stranger Things, but ah. the production has already been happening for two years and i I've done sixteen episodes. I'm the ghostwriter for the original composers. When okay. I was in Los Angeles a couple of years ago
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we met, they asked me if I would do this show. And then the COVID started. Right. I had done a few episodes at that point. Then it got put on hold. Then they've added on uh other seasons to Stranger Things. You know the show? The series yeah. Stranger Things? Yeah. 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 yeah, huge. Huge yeah. show. Well, so when they went to four season, they delayed the release of these of the uh spin-off series, and now they're talking about a fifth season, so this'll mm. be delayed further. But the filming is already in the second season of the new series. Wow. But I can't tell you who it's about or what it's, you know. uh,
1: Okay. Maybe I I can hint
2: that it's a prequel. Oh,
1: Mm, okay, okay. Say no
2: (laughs) I'm doing that. (laughs) I'm still writing some jingles. Nice. And I'm working with a couple of artists on their albums. Okay. Um, Keeping busy. Often people seem to come to me with um, songs that are started but they don't know how to finish or mm. they mm. just want to start from scratch on things. Uh, you're, you're composers yourselves, right? Guts? Interesting.
1: I am, but Anthony kind of knee is deep well. in the...
2: Yeah. Well, so, you know, um, when you compose, are you mm. doing the beats first? Uh, what kind of, What kind of stuff are you doing?
1: So, mostly, yeah, I will try and come up with a melody in my head first and kind of get right. the like skeleton of the song and then kind of push yeah. in words into my melodies. Sometimes I rarely get the words first in my experience when I'm writing. I usually have to come up with the melody first in my head and yeah. kind of have the structure in my head first and then kind of fit in the words and the lyrics after.
2: Right. And when, so. When you're talking melody, you're talking about a lead line, or you can hear all the chords and everything. No, the lead line. You're right. Yep, not all mm. the chords. So What's do you, Do you hear them, or do you get somebody else to do the chords?
1: Both. Sometimes I hear them. Sometimes someone can play a chord, and I'll go, "Wait a minute, play that again," and then something will, you know, kind of be constructed from that. You know what I mean?
2: I do. I do because that's that's <laughs> often what people want me to do because they hear a melody, but <laughs> That melody can go over ten different chords. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do you? Huh. So do you make that person who helps you with the chords a co-writer or not? Uh, sorry. Sometimes it depends. <laughs> it depends
1: how much I like them. Yeah,
2: it depends what you contribute. So, yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm a utility person who can play an instrument and d- doesn't have to fool around with one finger, kind of know where it's going to go and what right. the chord should be and. I hear it different ways. And, yeah. So I'm working on lots of different stuff. Just did another Swiss LA commercial. Nice. Um, a pool
1: company, another
2: airline commercial. Nice. Um, wow.
1: And they all I come to it. you. You don't have to go and look for clients. Do they all usually come to you and say, hey, loved your work on Pizza Pizza. We want something.
2: <laughs>
1: it's, that's actually what happens. Yeah. Pizza Pizza... It's kind of
2: become a calling card I don't even have a website <laughs> on my on uh, toy house right um you know media stuff they just kind of find out and search me out so I yeah I'm not really He's looking the all the time for the work um, mm-hmm. it just kind of happens and I'll do one thing and then go to something else um oh one thing that is quite interesting this is just happening now there's there's a thing called high Notes of Auntie. It's um, their, their slogan is we all have a story. It's tackling mental illness in society society's sort of um, view closed mindedness I guess mm. a mental mm. illness through through music. okay And um, So I'm writing a theme song. I just started that last night writing a theme song to help this organization nice. in their advertising. So I like to get into things that are charitable as yeah. well.
3: That's yeah, amazing.
0: It's
2: yeah, amazing. It is. I'm um, I'm working with Mariah Carey on December eleventh here. Oh, that's um, a big one we all know. At wow. Scotia Bank Arena. I'm doing Madison Square Gardens on December thirteenth with her. Wow. wow. Nice. I'm Mariah Carey's associate music director. Mm. Wow. Um, in Los Angeles and uh I, I didn't know if you knew that from reading the Googles.
0: No, no. That's a big one,
3: no.
2: no, no. drop
1: that.
0: Hey,
1: yep. That's beautiful. Wow. Always well, be hey. my baby. Yeah. yeah I so mean,
0: I won't. But uh, I, I'll be your boy. I rehearse her band
2: <laughs> in Los Angeles. Amazing. Um, have since 1997. She recorded one of my songs oh, all the way back. Wow. She recorded that in Abbey Road Studios in England, mm, and um, we had the Brecker Brothers on that one. Paulina da Costa on percussion. Dan Huff on guitar. Babyface co-produced it with me. Wow. i've written i've written co-written with babyface and david foster um and cardinal fishel wow oh, man, Because Card- casually dropped some of the two I've, biggest songwriters yeah. in the world, in the <laughs> world. <Casually. laughs> cardinal fishel and his red room at universal which isn't there anymore um, mm. um well yeah Mar- the mariah carey thing was from a song i co-wrote with the singer in my band back in nova sounds and 1997 and she heard the song while I was at the CBC doing um, a jingle presentation for their news broadcast and she was walking out of the building with her entourage. I mm. had written this song with Celine Dion in mind because a friend of mine was Celine Dion's lawyer and told me in, in LA, he's an entertainment lawyer. and. He was actually the head of MCA Universal Legal Affairs Worldwide at that time. And he said, write all these songs for my clients. Peter Cetera, Celine Dion. You know who Peter Cetera is, probably. You're the inspiration and all that kind of stuff he wrote. Mm -hmm.
3: And so I wrote
2: these songs, but I never went back and presented them because I started having we started having kids. Mm. I have three kids. Okay, the baby okay. started getting in the way. I never made it back for a number of years. Wow. That was 1990 when he told me to do that. So I sat with this stuff sitting in a uh, on tapes, a little ADAT wow. tapes. And in 1997, when I heard that she had a fight with uh, Aretha Franklin at Radio City Music Hall during the rehearsals for a diva series, yeah. mm. I walked up <laughs> to Mariah Carey, having never met her in my life, said, I've got a song I wrote for... Celine Dion, but would you rather hear it first? And <laughs> she laughed and said, I want to hear this guy's song, which was called First Mistake. Mm-hmm. And we we played it in a studio. And then she sat on a piano bench with me for about an hour learning the song. Wow. And um, and I started playing all her other songs that I knew, top ten songs. So it's, How do you know all my songs? <laughs> And I said, uh, from playing at people's weddings and bar mitzvahs. I mean, you know, uh, and um, and she's been, she thought I was joking. And then I called my friend. So I was supposed to meet at a restaurant and said, I'm going to be late. I'm with Mariah Carey. And I said, yeah, sure. Beautiful. <laughs> wow. And then
3: what a she gave
2: me her manager's card. One thing led to another. Um, that was April. Hmm. Her um, music director, Walter Apiciniath, contacted me and said, can I do an orchestration to your song? They flew me to London, England in June. Wow. Um, we recorded the song and demoed it. They were doing all, all their demos for her album. She wanted my song as the last song on this album. She had a production deal with her former husband, Tommy Mottola, as an executive production right. deal. The song I wrote was more of like a love ballad. Not, It was like a little more old school. She wanted to balance mm-hmm. out her other songs with. right Um, because she was being a little more progressive by then. True. Um, So we spent five days and we had all these people on the session. And her music director at the time said, I've got to work on some feature films. Would you start to fill in for me rehearsing the band in New York Hmm. whenever I need to? And it got busier and busier, and I went down there every month for a few years. Then she fired him, but I stayed on the gig. Nice. Wow. My song never got used on the album because her entire album got dropped when her divorce happened. Right. Oh, yeah. And um, so he killed the deal. They kept the rights to my song for seven years. I have the song Back in My Possession. Now. I should probably go to Celine Dion with it. Right? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and oh, anyway, yeah. and uh, then it switched over to Los Angeles and I work in the record plant there quite a bit. Oh. Um, wow! do you know of the record plant studio anthony heard of yeah 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 it's it's yeah. an iconic place everybody from pharrell to lady gaga to Katy perry to the eagles they've all recorded there big deal and that's where i met the guys from stranger things in the lounge is <laughs> so. that still open in new york city Oh, no, this is the record plan in Los Angeles.
1: Ah, uh, sorry, I was familiar with the, the one in
2: New York. The, the New York one, yeah, I think you're right. I think that must have closed years ago.
1: Yeah. There were three yeah, of them, incredible. I believe, at one point. London, So anyway, that's... New, or not London, sorry, New York, and I, I knew of L.A., but I was only familiar, really, with the London one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, well,
1: incredible, wow. So that's
2: that's the story. So um, that's why <laughs> I'm doing the show with her on December 11th. I'm not in the band... You okay. wouldn't see me. I'm just kind of behind the scenes rehearsing and doing the sound check. Right.
0: Making happen. Yeah. And making uh, sure everything's
2: together. Yeah. When she was here doing uh Saks Fifth Avenue opening for Christmas a couple of years ago. Yeah. For two songs, I was the music director on that. So I, I'm i very lucky with that one. I don't know why she even wants me when there's a thousand people better who are right in Los Angeles. Right. But uh, she calls for me and I go, you know. It's hey, amazing. Yeah. I can see why. Um,
0: yeah,
1: so, this you has know, been
2: I, incredible. Are we done? It sounds like we're, we're wrapping up.
1: I had a question <laughs> just before we do go, though. Do you, do you do any teaching in terms of just in in the area of composing and songwriting? Have you ever done any teaching or lectures? I've been asked to be like in Humber, schools like that. Or even just like come over to my house and teach me some stuff.
0: <laughs> come over to my place. <laughs>
2: and, and even where? <laughs> I
1: say, even come over to my place and teach me some stuff. Like, have you? Do you do much teaching in terms of just uh, yeah, songwriting? Yeah, you know,
2: for you, I would. Yeah, wow. mm-hmm. man. I mean, uh, if it's somebody who's it's really, um, if there's somebody who's really interested and serious about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I probably years ago taught little kids and stuff and gave it up very quickly because their parents were forcing them to take lessons, right? Right. right. Very <laughs> sort very of like right. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, um But. Funny question, I, I'm starting to teach a guy probably about your age tomorrow. He uh, oh, yeah. he approached me when I was doing a gig live, a cocktail thing, and he walked up and said, do you give lessons? And I said, not usually. He said, do you have a piano? He says, no, but I'll buy one. I said, well, <laughs> yeah. you, don't have to, you don't need to go to that. This is like two months ago, down at the Royal York Fairmont Hotel. here. Wow. Okay. He's actually gone to a music store and bought i sent him recommendations and he sent me and he facetimed he said i'm buying this one now so he bought the keyboard nice wow he got a condo downtown i'm going to start lessons tomorrow with him because he's serious so i've gone into schools high schools elementary schools where music teachers or principals will call me and say we got to shake this up a little bit everybody's become sort of you know, plaza, the teachers lost their interest. The kids don't want to learn. Yeah. Mm. You know. Um, yeah. So I'll go in and do something that's not on the curriculum. Right. Okay. Um, one fast example, if I have time. Of yeah, for sure. Please do. Um, a place that I lived in be- prior to where I am now, when my own kids were yeah. still in um, sort of g- public school age, And we were moving into this area. I went to check the school out right before Labor Day. Yeah. Okay. Um, Because the choice was, are they going to go there or continue to go downtown where we were moving from and keep their friends down there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I didn't really want to keep driving them down there. So I'd rather they go to the local school. So I I went to check it out and I met the principal. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that very weekend, Toronto Star had run an article on the front page of the life section with color photography on me, oh. <laughs> by coincidence. And yeah. she said, you look familiar. <laughs> Are you a musician and a dentist? I said, uh, yeah. I said, we don't have a music teacher. Would you teach our music? And I, I said, sure. I said, oh, no, 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 I, I, I'm just kidding. I, I would never take advantage of you like that. I was just joking. No, no, I really want to. He said, well, we don't have anything to pay you. I said, doesn't matter. I want to impart some, you know, have some fun with the kids. She said, oh, great. We'll find an honorarium to pay you. And she did, but that wasn't the main reason for me. Yeah, wow. And I started in the first year, first week of that, and I did the entire year. Wow. And I taught all the kids from grade three to six, nine classes a week, the entire year. Uh, by the way, my kids ended up not so even nice. going to that school. <laughs> Whoa. After <laughs> all that. But I but I yeah. did. I went to the school. And, you went. <laughs> and I um and then we put together this original song. I, I wrote a song for the uh Vancouver Olympics, which is used in the opening ceremonies called mm-hmm. Voyage of a Lifetime. So I and that it was around the same time. So we um I put a whole choir together and I brought a band in, studio Level band, and we did this whole thing, and the news was there, and it was really, and they were all all the kids were inspired, and I know one of them, his name is Quai Quazy or Quazy. He's um he's a much music uh, VJ now. Do you know that guy?
3: Yeah, are, yeah.
2: No, name Well, doesn't I taught him, and hmm. his teachers said that I was the only one who inspired him to do anything. He was a brat really? in mean, every other class. Uh, you know? <laughs> so, like, uh, music can really make a difference if even really one can. person believes in you and finds what you can do. Wholeheartedly, yeah, absolutely. Fl- absolutely. And then I went to a couple of other high schools and taught composing to them and uh, made uh, arrangements at various studios around the city to take the classes in so that they could record all their songs. Wow, that's wonderful. And uh, and I would bring some classes to a television show that I was also um, the music director on for uh, CTV one year. Or so yeah, wow. the long answer to your question: Do I teach? Yeah, in various yeah. ways.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: and not steadily year after year, but when the right opportunity comes up and I'm inspired, I love to see other people, you know, dig it, man. You know, like yeah, I um, like it. Yeah. That's you know, dream. so it, may, it gives me a lot of fulfillment to see students who enjoy it. And of course, I yeah. had a, I had autistic kids in some of these classes who hmm. weren't excelling any in anything else except the music. And I tapped into wow. something that they were good at. Yeah. And it helped change their life. So,
1: wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. Hmm.
2: I will definitely teach if it if it's the right reasons. Nice. But you can call me you know if you when ever you want said to get that, sir, you're gonna be like yeah, who are you again it's, it's live. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's amazing you know
0: yeah, what that really is yeah yeah you've I mean I don't even want to wrap it up I guess we've had a lot yeah. of your time and I really appreciate it you've uh, you've done some tremendous things I'm sure everyone listening and still listening has been blown away by not only what you've achieved and accomplished
2: Wow, are there people listening now? I mean, not <laughs> no, right now. Right now. No. Just just no, the two I of just. us at the moment. But <laughs> I know,
0: by the I know. by it. the time this question hits the airwaves, yeah, there's a lot listening at this moment. Not this moment okay. here, but that moment in the future when do, they'll be listening. Do you want me to play to a little morning.
2: bit of a song that I wrote? <laughs> I to do, but, but I want to give off, you. you want
0: to. Yeah, yeah, I want to give you one, you one you compliment though before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Just saying, so yeah, all these tremendous things you've done, I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because in one quick meeting with me, um, by chance, as a lot of your achievements seem to come from quick meetings and by chance and asking (laughs) questions, so I appreciate the fact that you said yes to a little guy like myself and Dariki to join us here and share your story with us, so yeah, please play us out, and before you do that, let people know where they can find you online.
2: I'm not even online.
0: Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> you're Even, on LinkedIn. That's the, that's the best answer we've ever gotten, I, man.
2: <laughs> I, I guess they, I guess they could find. Me. I'm a lousy promoter. I guess it's just like I never have time to do what people are asking me to do already. So I'm not right. looking for more work. I guess. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I know. That's. I mean, if you're online for the purpose of promoting yourself, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. By the way, I guess I've been in the shadow the whole time. But, no, you're good. Um, you look. Good. Oh, you're good. You're good. Okay, well, a long time at University of Toronto, and they still have this show, I believe, annually, but it was started decades ago by comedians called Wayne and Schuster. Mm -hmm. And they were like famous Canadian uh, comedians who were on The Ed Sullivan Show probably 35, 40 times. And they started a thing called UC Follies. UC stands for University College, which is one of the colleges of U of T. I did not go there, but a friend of mine did. And he wrote UC Follies one year, which was a series of comedy skits kind of loosely held together into a play, a theme. And one of the um, one of the scenes was women going to a club to try to meet people, meet guys Mm -hmm. and not and having trouble doing it. And they were saying, oh, wouldn't it be nice if men could just fall out of heaven like manna from heaven? (laughs) And uh, so I wrote a song to go with that. Um, okay, and there was a nu- and now, uh, a person who was going to, this, to university college that year was Paul Schaefer, yeah. which is one of the ways we met. Uh-oh. I he he always was hanging around like rehearsals and stuff. So wow. he helped about twenty. He helped me on about twenty percent of the song. Wow. Uh, and here's the song. I
3: said, yeah. It's raining, man. Pipe, oh, oh. Wow. Anyway.
0: Men falling from the sky. <laughs>
1: wrap Up the show, everyone, while he continues wow. to play. I just want to thank. No, you got to keep playing. Oh, <laughs> I was doing my it. outro. <laughs> Thanks to away. our sponsors. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so the moral of the story is I wrote It's Raining Man.
1: Beautiful. That's wow. incredible. What if you a thought It couldn't be anything bigger. It's just, with, like- yeah, with a big song. Oh, by the way, I did a by huge the way,
2: song. Yeah, <laughs> Well, yeah, but it guy. wasn't always a huge song. Yeah. Uh, the play didn't get the best reviews in the newspaper, but the music got really good reviews, and we got to go over to CBC and tape three That's or four so cool. of the wow. 14 songs I wrote, and one of them is It's Rainy Men, and I have the original, like, two-inch tape of it. Wow. Um, Ten years later, when Paul was in New York, he took that song without t- telling me anything about it and revamped it with guy called Paul Shabar, who wrote Last Dance for Donna Summer. Ah, and um, next thing I was hearing it on the radio on yeah. um, call stations and I contacted him. I'm still friends with him, by the way. So nice. everything's okay, cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for a while, it was a little tense because I was fair? questioning okay. why are you doing that? Why? Why didn't you tell me about this? And I had to yeah. make a, a legal claim against him. Wow. Um, Wow. For many years, probably technically I'm not even supposed to be talking about this now. I'm not ever supposed to like formally let on that I am the composer because he writes mm. in his memoirs and his books and everything copyright. the uh, the ownership of that song mm. says that it's Paul Schaefer and Paul Javar. That's because we settled it on the claim and right. he bought out oh. my song right. But basically, okay, okay. he didn't write very much of that song, but he claims he wrote the entire one. Wow.
1: Interesting.
2: Uh, but that was actually a song written for a school play at the university. That's and uh, it was first recorded by the Weather Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was actually done live in Central Park for a gay pride parade. Ah, and uh, in 1983, wow. one wow. thing led to another and I should not have settled what is it? it's probably done 15 million sales by now who knows i don't yeah. know it's wow. it, it, it's been used a lot it's a pretty good tune a, you know Very the way well i wrote known, yeah. it is maybe close to the way it was recorded not exactly but pretty close okay, it, was, okay. it was written as a disco kind of a tune yeah, yeah. Huh. that's oh, incredible so that's it what There's a great story. Great
1: way to end this podcast. You are Incredible. accidentally amazing, I think, might be the, the title of this podcast. amazing. You have thrown away cooler gigs than I have ever, ever Dreamed? been a part of. <laughs> yeah. Thank yeah, you so much, still, sometimes time, sometimes so much for your time. Sometimes kicking myself for it. But hey, yeah. you know. Really <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. I'm to you into coming back, too, because I have right, questions, yeah. more questions, just specifically about. Your like how you con- you compose songs and your songwriting. I could I could pick your brain all day. So hopefully one day when you're bored or you feel inspired <laughs> to chat with two little guys again, uh, we can <laughs> we can take another hour. Oh, so yeah, you yeah. guys are not too, you're Let's not two a, little guys. But... We'll do a
2: coffee. Forget all that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay. Well, that I I would be like I said at the beginning honored anytime Get back Thank to me, so and I'm happy to continue to talk.
0: Let's do awesome. it. Thanks so really much. Really appreciate Sean. it. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Dr. Alan
2: Reiner. thank yes. you. Yes, enjoy. Thank you, guys. And uh, let me know when I should be looking at this. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: As a podcaster, you know that great content is only half the battle. The other half is finding the right hosting platform to reach your audience. That's where Captivate comes in. With unlimited podcasts, advanced analytics, and personalized support, Captivate has everything you need to grow your audience and monetize your show. Join the thousands of successful podcasters just like us who trust Captivate for their hosting needs. Visit dnaairwaves.com slash Captivate today to start your free trial.